In the name of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, amen. If you have looked in the church calendar, there are certain people and events that the church remembers for their impact on the Christian community. In June, the month of June, we remember some people, St. Barnabas on June the 11th, St. Peter and Paul on June 29th. We celebrate the visitation of the Blessed Virgin Mary by the angel Gabriel on June the 1st. And on June the 3rd, we remember the martyrs of Uganda. In June of 1886, 32 young men who were pages in the court of King Mwanga of Uganda were burned to death for their refusal to refused to renounce their faith. They refused to renounce their faith. These young men had been converted to faith by Anglican missionaries. The example of the faith and obedience of these young men who walked to their death singing hymns and praying for their enemies. It changed the dynamic of the Christian growth in Uganda that is now the most Christian nation in Africa. These men left an indelible impression that Christianity was truly African and not simply a white man's religion. The obedience of these men, even obedience unto death, changed a whole nation. The reading today from Genesis 22 shows us another act of obedience to God that changed the world as well. Abraham was asked by God to offer his only son, that very child that God had promised, he and Sarah. That promise is found in Genesis 15. Abraham said to God, you have given me no children, and this servant will be the heir in my house. Then the word of the Lord came to Abram, This man shall not be your heir, but a son from your own flesh and blood shall be your heir. God took Abraham outside and asked him to count the stars if he could. Then God said to Abraham, So shall your offspring be. So Abram, believing God, it was credited to him as righteousness. Now God is asking Abram to take his son, his only son, and sacrifice him. Often when I read scripture, I ask myself, how would I have handled that? I count Abraham as one of the supermen of faith. God himself calls Abraham the father of the faithful. And here he is asked by God to trust him even when the most precious thing in his life is at risk, his son, his only son. Here is where I would ask myself, would I be willing to walk up that mountain? As I've gotten older, I realize something about myself. I fear God. I don't mean revere God because I do that for his pristine holiness. There is part of me at times that I truly fear God. I know he loves me with a love that is beyond my understanding and my ability to understand. And I love the eighth chapter of Romans 
when it says that God did not spare his only son, but gave himself for me because of his immeasurable love. And nothing will ever be able to separate me from that love of God in Christ Jesus, my Lord. But I also know God's plan for me. And it is found in Romans 8, 29. His plan to shape me into the image of his son. By the way, it's God's plan to change you as well. How does he shape me into the image but in the furnace, in the lion's den? It is when I am tested. It's when we are asked to walk up that mountain, carrying the wood and the sacrifice and the knife and the fire. And it is when God is asking us to trust him with what we love most. After God asks Abraham to take Isaac and sacrifice him, we see verse 3. It says, early the next morning, Abraham got up and saddled his donkey. He took with him two servants and his son Isaac. Thus began one of the greatest acts of obedience in the history of the world. And we never hear one peep of negativism from Abraham. Obeying God is often a struggle because it may mean giving up something that we truly love. But true, be true obedience should never be easy. Now remember, Abraham and Sarah were residing in the promised land at that point, but they were renting. They were aliens, even though God had promised that Abraham's descendants would one day inhabit this land. The place God was sending Abraham on this journey with Isaac was Mount Moriah, which is where the present city of Jerusalem is. Coincidence? I don't think so. The question is, why did God ask Abraham to perform a human sacrifice? According to Leviticus 20, God had condemned that as a terrible sin. What are we missing? Where is God in this? The purpose of testing is found in Paul's letter to the Romans, chapter 5, and in James, the first chapter. The purpose is for the development of our character. Romans 5, 3, and 4 says, We glory in our suffering because we know that suffering produces perseverance, and perseverance produces character, and character produces hope. Abraham should be a great example to all of us. He never complained. When God tests you and me, we can complain, or we can see how God is stretching us to develop the character that he wants in us. When the question is asked, did God trust, or did Abraham trust God? Listen to what he tells the servants. Stay here with the donkey. The boy and I will go and worship, and then we will come back to you. We will come back to you. I believe that Abraham trusted God to believe that if God allowed Abraham to sacrifice Isaac, God would raise him from the dead. Because God promised Abraham that Isaac was the promise, that Abraham's descendants would be so numerous that they would, could not be counted. 
Have we been tested? Just look around. For the past three months, we have been asked to lock down, to social distance, to take precautions against spreading COVID-19. Has it been a lot of fun? Absolutely not. But I trust, but I must trust, I must understand that my wearing the mask is not as much to protect me, it is to protect you from my passing on the, the disease to you. Yes, I can complain about the inconvenience it causes and how much I don't like to wear it. But the test is to see if I will be obedient to do what I have been told to do, to protect those around me. Not because I like it, but because it is the right thing to do. And I'm seeing that people are not following these strict rules, and look what is happening. Many states are spiking again. People are not wearing masks. States that have opened up are seeing their hospitals filling up with coronavirus victims. I blame it on pandemic fatigue. People are tired of following the rules. I am tired of it too. I'm an American, by the way. I do my own thing, whether it bothers anybody else or not. Does any of that sound familiar? What is God trying to do here? He's trying to help each of us build our character. He is trying to shape us into the image of his son, Jesus Christ. Where does that shaping take place? In uncomfortable situations, in the furnace where we are tested. Have you ever seen silver and how it is refined? The silversmith takes a raw piece of silver ore and he holds it right in the middle of the flame. As he does this, the impurities change molecular structure and they melt away. The silversmith holds it for just the right amount of time in the flame. If he leaves it too long, it will be burned up and will be no good for anything. But you may ask, how does he know when the right time to take it out of the flame? It is when he sees his reflection in the nugget. The reason God allows these things to happen to us is not to punish us. They are tests to develop the character of Christ so it can be seen in us, so that God can see himself in our reflection. Abraham had learned to trust God over a lifetime of tests. Some he passed and some he failed. But the key is that Abraham learned from each one of those. Let me give you a few. God called Abraham to leave the Ur of the Chaldees and move to a place where God would tell him. And he packed up and he moved, just like God asked. Then Abraham went to Egypt because of the famine in the land. I never heard God call Abraham to move to Egypt. In Egypt, Abraham told Sarah to tell Pharaoh that she was his sister, not his wife, so that he wouldn't kill Abraham and take his possessions. What a failure of trust that was. Don't you think God could provide for Abraham and Sarah? 
Then God promised a child to Abraham and Sarah, but it took too long for them, so they thought they would help God out a little bit. Does that sound familiar? How many of us are tired of social distancing, wearing a mask when we are in public? It's been too long, we say. Surely we can relax the standards and get back to some sense of normality. We see where this has gotten us. More spikes, more people in the hospital, more people dying. Sarah told Abraham that he should have a baby with Hagar, her servant. Was God in that? Absolutely not. What a terrible failure. Yet God was always faithful to Abraham. Look at the people God used in the Bible. Most of them are not heavenly. Mark Lowry, a Christian comedian, puts the people God uses in the Bible into three categories. Freaks, frauds, and failures. I asked my small group the other night, which one are you? I know which ones I am. I'm all three sometimes. So here's an old man, probably 115 to 120, and God tells him to take his son of promise and sacrifice him at a place that God would show him. And we see Abraham not complaining, but being obedient. He takes Isaac and the two servants and they proceed to Mount Moriah, a three days journey. What is running through Abraham's mind, do you think? Or his heart at this point? Was Abraham allowed to sleep? I mean, did he, did he not just stay awake thinking about this? Hopefully, he was remembering that God was always faithful. He had always been faithful, even when Abraham failed miserably. God had always honored his promises. If God said, I will make a great nation out of your son Isaac, could, he, could Abraham trust God? Remember the words that Abraham told the servants. The boy and I will go and work, and we will come back to you. That two-letter word, we, says a whole lot. Thankfully, there are very few times that God asks you or me to walk up that, sim that or a similar mountain, to step into the furnace or into the lion's den. But I can assure you that God will allow us to be tested in order to build our character and increase our faith. Sometimes we will pass and sometimes we won't. Hopefully, when the test is standing right in front of us, we will remember who God is and how He is always faithful, even when we are not, and that is what His purpose is for our lives. And we will say yes to whatever He requests, no matter what it is. When the test comes, it will probably be for the most important thing or person in your life. My prayer is that each of us will be obedient, like the 32 young men who died in the furnace while praying for their enemies, or like Abraham, who took his one and only son without complaints. The test, if it hasn't come already in your life, will come 
to make you in the image of His Son. We can trust God because He keeps His promises. And as we are obedient to God, that test, test will change our world. Amen.